Hi, this is Alyssa McNamara-Reed, and I will be your host for the next two hours. Allow me to introduce myself. I am a certified financial planner practitioner and an investment advisor. I am co-owner of McNamara Financial Services, Inc. in Marshfield, Massachusetts. McNamara Financial is a federally registered investment advisor, and by my definition anyway, is a true family business. We work with clients like you every day, regular people that need help making sound financial decisions or people that want one less thing to worry about. I work with clients for a fee based on assets that I manage or an hourly or flat fee for creating financial plans. I am not compensated via commissions unless I have the pleasure of helping someone with their insurance needs. There are some things worth paying for and perhaps a lifetime of financial security is one of them. I of course cannot guarantee that working with me will ensure a secure financial future. McNamara on Money has been a call-in talk radio show since 1990. I love hearing from listeners and there truly are no dumb questions. In fact, I like the simple questions because everyone should have the answer to those. Just don't call me asking for the next hot investment or which market is going to outperform this year. Number one, that's not the nature of this show. And number two, I have no idea. Any advice I give to a caller is meant to be generic in nature and should be verified with his or her own financial professionals. You will hear about a variety of topics on this show that relate to investments and personal finance. We try to cover topics that people can relate to regardless of their net worth or financial situation. And of course, we try to keep it interesting. I would crunch numbers for two hours or spreadsheet cash flows because I'm a total math nerd, but that wouldn't much make for good radio. Instead, I choose to educate people on topics surrounding big financial events in life, like marriage and divorce, kids in college, death of a loved one, career changes, and of course, retirement. I once heard that it is a smart man that knows what he doesn't know. I'm sure it was my dad that said that, and I'm also sure that it applies to women. That is why I invite guests onto my show that have expertise in different areas also related to personal finance. I feel it's important to note that the opinions of these professionals are not necessarily the opinions of McNamara Financial or any of its advisors. As long as we are on the subject of disclosure, I should note that while we may discuss investments and or markets on this show that past performance is not indicative of future results. Thanks for tuning in. We're back. This is 95.9 FM WATD in Marshfield, Massachusetts, the South Shores radio station. Local news, local sports, local weather, local politics, and local legal discussions. Uh, My uh, guest this morning is attorney Jerry Murphy from Weymouth, and we're talking about estate planning issues. But before we get back to the fun, a couple of quick announcements. Number one, I want to give a shout out to the Marshfield Food Pantry. They need our help in these difficult times. Many families in this town rely on this community resource for help. So please help them out with a donation of food or money. Send your tax-deductible donation to the Marshfield Food Pantry, Post Office Box 1907, Marshfield, Massachusetts, 02050. Or drop-off donations at the Congregational Church. I'm sorry, what am I thinking about? Drop-off donations at their new headquarters in downtown Marshfield. I had a mental lapse there. Uh, Please visit them at marshfieldfoodpantry.org. Two more quickies. Next Saturday's show all about mortgages. Alyssa and Jeremy Devaney of Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation will talk about the mortgage loan process, finding great rates and available loan options. And two weeks from today, 
Saturday, March 9th, preparing for college costs. Uh, I'll be doing this show, folks, and we'll talk about pointers for people getting ready and preparing for the cost of college. And I can assure you, I have some strong opinions on the subject. Okay, getting back to what we're up to today, Attorney Jerry Murphy from Weymouth is with us. We're going to have a, I'm going to give out a phone number here, folks. If you have a call that relates to any sort of estate planning issues, wills, trusts, protecting assets, all that good stuff. Our telephone number is 781-837-4900. The only dumb question is the one that you don't ask. Okay, Jerry, we spent the entire... Uh, we all have number one in our outline. We spent <laughs> half an hour. We got number eight, right? Okay. <laughs> we got a we got a way to go. No, we got no hurry on the radio. That's nope, what I perfect. like about it. That's all great. right. So so number two says healthcare proxy. So you take it away. It does well. You know, to me, that's one of the most important documents. Uh, you know, the world of um, um, malpractice these days with physicians. Every doctor, every medical facility requires a uh, healthcare proxy. Who's to make the decisions on behalf of the, the injured person or the, the adult that's in the hospital, etc.? Um, to not have a healthcare proxy that spells out exactly the needs and, and desires and, and the control of the patient, uh, doctors are going to take it upon themselves to make all the decisions and take it right out of the hands of the family. And, and so, that'll usually go towards extending life as far along exactly as possible. Exactly right. Yeah, okay. My uh, my healthcare proxies, you know, yeah, they deal with the, the ability to discuss with physicians, etc. But yeah. um, inclusive in it, I build in a living will, which is to make those very bad decisions at the end that have to be made. Yeah. Um, with, that, with that language, um, we just don't take the reliance upon an emergency room doctor or just the attending physician. Mine requires the uh, inclusion of two board-certified physicians to speak to the family before any final decisions are made. Okay. Before the institution, say, of morphine, etc., to let the, let the person go if the condition is bad enough. The second is a uh, do-not-resuscitate order that you can certainly sign if, if that's a, a need. Uh, and that's a, a family decision, case-by-case case basis. And the last one is an organ and tissue donation. All Again, all contained within one document. And if you are, are or desire to be an organ donor, in that document, it has it because it's the perfect placement. You're in If you're in the hospital and things are not well and you intend to be a donor, right there, all the documents are in place. Allow the hospital to make a copy of the original document and the family can you know, express the wishes of the patient that, that is not able to do so because they're just not well. So does anybody say pull a plug quickly and don't bother? Or how's that work? <laughs> Sometimes you wonder where you get yeah. people up and you go, oh, cheapest, how are things at home? <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but we, uh, yeah, you know, it, it depends on the age. Some you yeah. know, families will look at each other and go, you know, mom's had a great life. She's 89, but you get the doctor saying, well, I think we can do some things. And the family knows the discussions they had privately yeah. with the mother. And yeah. the humane thing and the quality of life is to make that decision. But still, um, you do want to bring in, and it's required, you bring in, at least in my documents, bring in those two board-certified physicians to look at the case, sit with the family and say, you know, this is the way we, uh, this is the way we should look at things. And one point about the healthcare proxies, it's really important. That's the most emergent document that um, you need. If something happens, you never know when it's going to come down, and okay. it's it's you have to have it. So, I suggest, and it's worked multiple times, is to take that healthcare proxy, put it in a baggie, and put it in the freezer in your kitchen, 
because if you need to access that, and I'm going to tell you, that, well, you know, Mike, the, the fire departments in all the towns, they tell you to take it and tack it on the outside of your fridge yeah, so okay. they can grab it quick. But you don't want to advertise your legal business out yeah. when you're having social time. There you go. Um, but anybody who, you know, you could tell anybody how to get to your home or just give them the address. GPS will get you there. Get into the house, go to the kitchen. Most have one kitchen and one refrigerator in that kitchen. That document is easily accessible in that freezer. You don't have to find the safe. You don't have to find the sweater drawer. Um, one of the biggest mistakes people have made is to take that healthcare proxy, put it in the strong box at the bank. And when an event happens on a Saturday afternoon of a long right. weekend, yeah, you're not yeah. getting that till Tuesday when the yeah. vault opens. Do, do, the, do the hospitals need original copies or can you, original documents? They will take a copy? a copy of the original. So I tell my clients, bring the original, let them make a copy of the original. Now they see it, they'll feel the seal, the raised seal, the blue ink. Um, they will then make a copy. They can certify that it's coming from an, an original document. Because what happens if then you need to be transferred to from South Shore Hospital to Brigham and Women's? You're going to need that original document again. So, so Jerry, if, if somebody's doing one of those documents and they don't have a specific illness and they're reasonably healthy, right. you know, w w what do you say? A doctor or two or three? Or, uh, and they, and they don't think it's worth um, the care? I mean, you, you would, if you didn't have a specific uh, illness, that's one thing versus the other. Is that correct? Correct. I mean, you yeah. just may have, uh, you may have no illnesses at all, but, um, you know, let's use um, Nick Cofado. Yeah. He, who just oh, yeah. passed away. Same yeah. deal. Healthy as a horse, but ends up with an embolism. Um, yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, he didn't make the, the, long, um, the long care. But um, if he, that's w exactly what you would need is that document to make those decisions. Okay. So, so for somebody without a specific illness, uh, you know, you'd say a couple of doctors have to agree that it's, you know, not worth, you know, continuing care. Is correct. correct? Board certified. You're in the hospital and the two, two board certified docs are going to, you know, talk to the family and say, we've looked at everything and we suggest this. And that okay. decision is made for yeah. that. Yeah. I, I remember that on my mom who died a couple, about a year and a half ago. And the, at one point they were doing all of this and all of a sudden the, the doctor said, you know, she's breaking down. She's she's not going to live. And then they, so that's interesting. Okay. So how about if somebody has a particular disease like cancer or like a, like a heart issue? Do they give? Do people give specific instructions about how that works, or well, is that the, different? The, well, no. It's actually the same, but it's contained. You know, for example, within my healthcare uh, document, that all those are covered. So the family will say, um, my own mother, for example. You know, she said, "Look, uh, Jerry, if if things aren't well." Um, you know, I don't want to come back. And, and you know, if there's a DNR, I, I, I don't want to be brought back. I've had a good life and raised the, with the four boys and everything's terrific. Um, so in my document was the DNR. I had the private conversation with my mother, as did my brothers. And and she was clear. I don't want to come back if, if something happens. So my document will cover it. It's a universal document. It, you don't have to have a specific illness or issue. Um and, and it works. And if you don't have it, the doctors are going to kick that back. And, Mike, I'm going to wow. interrupt one time. Yep, go ahead. We, Anytime, we, Jerry. Go we ahead. do have Tom from Plymouth waiting. So All good right. morning, Tom. Good morning. Can you guys hear me okay? We can. Yeah, I, barely, but go ahead. What's your question, Tom? Um, I've got everything set up. I've got the uh, healthcare proxy, the irrevocable trust. Um, I haven't put anything in my irrevocable trust yet. Um, my question is, I, um, I've plan on uh, retiring, uh, or semi-retiring this year, selling my business, 
But my plan was to do was to uh, just, uh, I have a 401k with a million dollars in it. And what I wanted to do was just live off the interest of the, uh, of the 401k. If I put that million dollars into my irrevocable trust, in five years, can I take the interest out and live on that, or is that gone forever? Let me hop in there, Jerry. That's, yeah, that's he yours, just asked a, Yeah, he just asked a non-legal question. <laughs> that's yours, kid. Okay, t- Tom, I, I have some bad news for you, and uh, the, the bad news is that you can't put a 401k in an irrevocable trust. The, uh, oh, the, U- okay. the, US government, the U.S. government has a problem with that, okay? Uh, and one of the things is that if virtually, you know, most people own a home and a retirement plan, uh, you know, and maybe some other money outside of a retirement plan. Th- those are the kinds of things you can put in an irrevocable trust. But it, the only way that you put your million-dollar 401k into an irrevocable trust is to cash it out, pay $300,000 in taxes, and put 700000 in the irrevocable <laughs> trust. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not a good idea, right? <laughs> okay. So, 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 Tom, you uh, okay? So, so you've got that stuff all drafted and put together, correct? Yeah. Okay. Well, how how long have you had the documents? Uh, two years. Okay. Did the did the attorney explain? Uh, did you ask him questions about some of that stuff, or? Yeah, I mean, okay. Still- you know, still kind of confusing, but yeah. Yeah, it is. It, by the way, that it, that's exactly right. One of the one of the things I want to talk about on this show is that people might not have documents and understand that they need them, or people might have documents that they don't understand. So, what 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 I would tell you to do? Well, now I'm getting into legal advice. I just go back go back to your attorney and sit down and just have him re-explain everything so that you're clear about that. But if that just put a big hole in your in your plan, I would give that person a ringy dingy go speak with them. Jerry, your turn. I'm done. Yeah, absolutely, Mike. The, you know, the IRA and, and no retirement vehicle can go into the irrevocable trust. Just That's, that's not going to happen. Um, and I, I, one of the questions I have, I guess, is why, um, you know, to create an irrevocable trust two years ago and nothing's been placed inside of it, even your home maybe. You know, to, you, you have to look at the irrevocable trust intent to start that five-year look-back period. You want to so, stop so, that clock. Yeah. So I guess the question, Tom, is why the delay? And I'm going to go back even a little bit further. What's your, what do you want to accomplish putting it in the trust? Who, who's the money going to? How are you going to work that? Well, the reason I was thinking about just putting it in the trust, obviously now I can't, but it was just to, you know, just to set it aside just so it's, you know, somewhere safe. Uh, where I, I didn't know if, uh, you know, I had to go in a nursing home. I really don't plan on going to a nursing home or something I don't want to do. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> does. Not at all. <laughs> but anyway, uh, no, I just wanted to protect. I didn't know if they could, if the, uh, you know, nursing home could say, uh, uh, you have that million dollars, we're going to take that. Because um, I wanted that for my kids. That, that was the whole idea. I just wanted yeah. to live off the interest of that and leave that to yeah. my children. Yeah. Uh, j- uh, by the way, Tom, let me let me give you... This doesn't relate to you. This just relates to uh, an investment advisor, certified financial planner guy type like me. And, and you know, it, it. by the way, Jerry, I'm sure people delay or don't put stuff in to irrevocable trusts after they do it. But, but uh, th- there's a – so, uh, Tom, you might say, well, I'm just going to put the house in there, okay, because I can yeah. and kind of leave it alone. Well – um, I, I, do you have a financial advisor that and you got a retirement plan together and all that stuff is pretty copacetic? Is that you, are you good yeah. to that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, one of the things we've seen from time to time, and this hopefully won't apply to you, but when people put a home 
into an irrevocable trust, okay, number one, it's not theirs. Number two, they can't, it can't be used for their care. And number three, you can't put a reverse mortgage on an irrevocable trust and take money out of there. So, so we have some folks who might need to do a reverse mortgage somewhere down the line, and you can't, you have to own the property to put it at risk. So, so the, the, you know, how's my retirement? I'm going to run out of money. I'm going into a nursing home. You know, you, there's, there's a bunch of problems folks have, and you've got to kind of pick your priorities. But j- just out of curiosity, so if you created it two years ago, you were waiting for the 401k when you retired to do that. Is that correct? Well, I'm not. I mean, I was just told that, you know, these, these are things, uh, financial yeah. planning tools that you should have in mind before yeah. you retire. Yeah, that, uh, a good idea. Yeah. Well, the, the, then the only question is, if you've got one of those things, have have you considered putting your home in there? And I, I know we maybe just surprised you with the, the 401k stuff, but do you have any follow-up questions, by the way, for us, sir? Um. No, I mean, I'm glad I know about this 401k now. Um, obviously, I put my home in because I don't really uh, plan on using that. You know, I'd like to leave that to the, the great. kids as well. So is it um, in there? The home is in there? Yes. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, my, my only other question is um, I haven't, I've had my uh, financial advisor. I've had him for about 10 years now. He's done great. Everything is on course. When do you start... <laughs> going to a financial advisor and I, I just say, okay, let's put the, my 401k money into a, you know, a safe uh, vehicle where all I want to do is draw, say, 4% per year off that, so I have forty to $50,000 per year off that 401k, and, you know, thank you very much for uh, all the work you've done. When, when does that happen? <laughs> <laughs> so let me see. You just asked a, a financial advisor, certified financial planner, when you don't need one, right? I want to- <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> That's the only thing I'd ask you, Mike, because I felt very odd asking my own financial advisor. I, 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 I can live with that. <laughs> so, see, the, the things are that th- things change period, in life, and and y- yes, you can have a nice portfolio that's kind of set, you know, on cruise control, but well, how much you need to take from it or other things in your life, uh, you know, are an issue. So, I, and by the way, uh, you know, I, I would answer that if your advisor is a certified financial planner as well as a money manager, never, because you always need a, a retirement plan and you always have to get visited for survival sort of a thing. But, but by the way, so Tom, uh, my suggestion, I'll leave Jerry with the last comment is, I think you need to go revisit with that attorney for an hour or so. Just make sure you understand everything again, how it works. Uh, how far away are you from selling the business and retiring? What did you say for time? Or? Uh, June 1st. June. Well, in, in yeah. that case, Jerry, what do you think? Good time to go visit the attorney again? Or what? I think it's time. And, yeah. Mike, what I'm going to do, and I meant to do this with David, too, I'm just going to I'm gonna toss out my office number in case you have follow-up questions to both Tom and David, if you needed to call back with, with questions. My number in Weymouth is 781-337-4200. And to answer one of Mike's questions, um, or, or Mike, an answer that you should have given is uh, to Tom, I think when you retire, you need that certified financial planner probably more than ever. Yep. Because the the rules change. You've now you're into Social Security. You're into trying to trying Medicare. to preserve, preserve all that money yep. that you've in, yep. in, in conjunction with what you have coming in on a monthly basis. So I think the relationship probably will increase. I wouldn't look yep. to leave your financial advisor, yep. but to involve him more. 
Yeah. Okay. So, so, so okay. Tom, uh, as a courtesy, if you want to give Jerry a call and pick his brain, he promises he won't send you a bill for a <laughs> short phone call. Right, Jerry? Absolutely, Michael. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, actually, I have a, a meeting with my uh, attorney uh, beginning of March. So, great, um, great. I'll have some uh, questions, and I already have some answers, so it's great. I really appreciate that, guys. Good Any luck. other questions? No, nope, that's it. Thank you very hey, much. Have a great day, okay? Thank, Thank you, you, Tom. All Thank right. You. Thank you. Bye-bye. It's always more fun with callers, isn't it, Jerry? It makes, it makes the morning go by a little quick. <laughs> well, we're not finished with healthcare proxies no, yet, so let's not. try to do that. Okay. Folks, one more, one more time. This is, a, <laughs> this is a call-in talk radio show. Our telephone number is 781-837-4900. Uh, if you have a question about estate planning, which basically means taking care of your stuff when you're not here and getting it to the right folks and, and taking care of yourself uh, and your health and a whole bunch of other issues, uh, once again, 781-837-4900. The only dumb question is the one that you don't ask. Okay, so Jerry, the, the, on the health care proxies, I, right. I, I, I get all of that. Picking a health care proxy, what, what do you call it? The, pr- the, the person who the, holds... The agent. And boy, you're barking the, up a, a good it, tree here. That's a scary... That's that, a which, scary which of my kids part. is going to have the, my life with my hands, Who's right? going to get it? Oh, yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, so many variations of that. You know, my, you know you'll, you'll say, well, my daughter can do it, but um, she might not be strong enough, too emotionally tied, can't make the tough decisions. Uh, I had somebody sit in front of me last week and say, well, you know, my son, he's cold-hearted. He'll do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard both of those. That's right. So, yeah, he's your man. Well, um, <laughs> Uh, you know, I think what's important is, you know, you, you definitely, you, you want to choose the, the one that can wear two hats that day. You certainly be emotional, but being, have your, have your mindset on uh, keeping the matter at hand. The, the, the person who, that agent doesn't have to be the personal representative. It, correct. And it doesn't have to be family either. Okay, it can be okay. somebody outside. Okay. What, what, um, huh, this, I, I, I've just seen the, the back end of this stuff there, but kids may not agree you know you you may have this living will that says here are the exact circumstances here's your guidance for pulling the plug or not pulling the plug you may have everything you you may be that agent and you're holding that power and everything may be crystal clear you know you you need to just not you know do not resuscitate sort of thing you know kids almost never agree on that right the rest of the family they don't and that's why you want to have that family meeting prior to well that that's where i was going really big to do that um and then you know you get realize then in conjunction with being at the hospital and, you, and you've already had that meeting prior to that then you bring the inclusion of two board certified physicians to support the fact that look we need to let mom or dad go it's the most humane thing to do that yeah. they'll actually help any any detractors that might be hesitant on uh not letting mom and dad go jerry what uh what percentage now this is a tricky question sure. <laughs> In your legal career, what percentage of people uh, actually have a family meeting and talk about health care issues versus the ones that didn't? You know what? The, the, the answer to that is most try, yeah. and the other kids put their hands on their ears and say, no, nope, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about you dying. <laughs> wow. I don't want to talk about you getting they, Yeah, they do. So the, the, the parents will come in to me, and they'll say, I, sometimes I don't know who to choose. Uh, huh. Some people will look at me and go, well, would you do it? No, absolutely not. Um, you know, I don't, That's it's a family thing. It's a, you know, maybe you then need to not have your children. Maybe you need to look at a sister or an aunt or somebody in the family. 
okay. other than okay. your direct children. Children are funny like that. They, they, you know, they can be adults, boy, but when yeah. it comes time to make the hard decisions for mom and dad, um, they can't see it. And, and when you're talking about either personal representatives or agents, uh, do, do you put in, I mean, what, what, what kind of provisions do you make for backups or replacements or stuff like that? How does that work? Every time I build in a secondary successor agent, every single time. What if, okay. you know, if, if you chose Alyssa, for example, to be yeah. yours, um, but she's in Hawaii for two weeks and God forbid you have an issue down, yeah. in, down in sunny Florida, yeah. um, who's going to step in? Who can get there? She can't get here quick enough. The doctors well, are waiting on a call, um, so you you know you choose Justin as a backup. Okay. Um, and, and sometimes you put a third person in. And, and trustee, I mean, th- these people can certainly resign and then just get you know replaced by the backup. Actually, you thing. you they can they can say I don't want to do it, and it's incumbent on you to then choose the next one and amend the document. Yeah, as long as you can, basically. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So you got so it's like there's like succession issues with all of these folks. You have to be careful about so you don't leave yourself uh, absolutely void. Right? I mean, yeah. you know, okay. for a healthcare proxy as well as a power of attorney. You, you start usually with reciprocal, husband and wife. Each other okay. will take the agent. Then you pick you know, the successor from there. And I always then will build in a secondary successor. So really, okay. you've got three, three individuals that yeah. you've got lined up. Yeah. Yeah, I think the uh, I, I think the most uh, uh, practical thing you said is you called it an emergent document. I never heard that before. But it makes a whole lot of sense. I mean, you you got to have this handy, right? You because, need it right now. Yeah, yeah. And I you, mean, and you can't delay finding it. And I'm thinking about that. Yeah, I've had I've had the number of folks that have uh, after the fact the families will bring up flowers and mylar balloons and and everything. <laughs> You know, because the doctors are looking at them saying, if you don't have it, I'm going to make the decisions. And they were able to come up with that document by having it in the in the freezer. Okay, that's interesting. It's really it's really a great location for it. I got a I got a great story. If you got a second. to, (laughs) We got plenty of time. And and you're sitting down in Florida. So (laughs) put your feet up for this one. It's really quick. They're already up. I I had a I had a a, a woman who uh, a client and. She ended up having a, a, a stroke and was in some rough shape. And she had, um, I think it was five daughters. And all, oh five daughters, <laughs> all five daughters rushed to the hospital and be with mom. And the doctor said, look, we've got to do some things. Um, who's the agent for your mom to speak? And everybody's looking at each other. We don't know. So mom's, um, the, the oldest daughter said, well, wait a minute. I know that mom went to see attorney Murphy in Weymouth recently and he said to put the healthcare proxy in the freezer and they put, the daughters were going okay in the freezer so this is this is a true story so what happened what happened was none of the girls wanted to leave because mom was really in a very bad way so one of the daughters went out in the hall used a cell phone called the next door neighbor expecting to get the mother but got the 10 year old boy who happened to be the paper boy of the of the woman, <laughs> the, the daughter says, "Go over to Mrs. Smith's house, and I want you to smash the window in the in the door, the kitchen door, and go in, and go into the <laughs> listen, go into the freezer, and get the you know throw all the stuff on the floor, and there's a bag with papers in it. The ten year old did that, got the bag, rode his bicycle up to South Shore Hospital, wow, down the hall, <laughs> as they told him where to go." 
and yet there was the healthcare proxy. So you can see if if he couldn't find it easily, or if it was in a bank, it would have been it would have been uh, you know doctor. Doctor would be saying, look, it's my call. I'm going to do it. Yeah, I mean, have you ever had any issues where somebody signed uh, the, the healthcare proxy at the hospital and then? figured out they had one at home and it came later or is any, any messes like that? I mean, and the hospitals are very insistent about that, I'm sure. They were right? insistent on that, but what yeah. I did have one was uh, somebody did, prior to um, a, a minor procedure, sign that form, uh, underwent a cardiac arrest in a very bad way and had to be transported, uh, uh, med flighted rather, out to another Boston hospital. And when they got to the other Boston hospital, the uh, hospital said, well, that's a South Shore hospital document. It says South Shore hospital. We're, oh. we're bringing in women's. Oh. We, don't, we don't honor that. And again, it's all driven by the malpractice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Companies telling these doctors, look, don't accept it. You have to be very careful. We're not going to cover you if you mm. you know, make an error or do something that's out of our protocol. Yeah. So you, they, They're very cautious. So that's why I, th- I make yeah. sure that document is readily available and everybody knows where it is. So if somebody's traveling or winter in a warm, winter, wintering in a warm place, a, a fax of that will do as far as uh, people are concerned for? Uh, no, actually, no? They, no. they want a copy of the original. Because you could, anybody could slide in, um, you know, undo the staple and slide in anything yeah. you want as page okay. two. Uh, so they okay. try to avoid that. So maybe you put it in two refrigerators then. You might put it in two. A lot of times I'll do, I'll I'll actually do a a true copy and a test with an original seal in my signature and send that with them to Florida so the husband, you know, can present it if if the wife has a medical issue and vice versa. Do you laminate them so that, you know, they can survive the freezer uh, atmosphere? (laughs) No, but those those nice baggies are perfect, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) They work well. That's so funny. But it works. it's, It's a proven work, so... All right. I think, uh, let's see, uh, I think we milk the subject of healthcare we proxies have. to a perfect break time here. Uh, so, folks, we're going to take a break and I'll be right back. 